0: That'll do it. The game may be over, but our coverage of Utah Jazz basketball is just beginning.
1: That kid is on fire on catch and shoot threes right now.
0: This is Utah Jazz Game Night Post Game Show.
1: Bounces to go bear and he rocks the
0: pass by. Presented by both Mark Miller Subaru locations. Go where love takes you in the completely redesigned 2020 Subaru Outback.
1: Available now at Mark
0: Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Now. It's time for a complete wrap of
2: tonight's Utah Jazz game on the Utah Jazz Radio Network.
1: Jazz game night, post-game show here on the Jazz Radio Network, brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer. Big win for the Jazz tonight. They beat the Boston Celtics 99-94. Jake Scott, the coach, Gordy Chiesa with you. Let's dive into your sharp stats of the game, brought to you by the Les Olson Company. Les Olson Company, your office technology partner. Uh, the Jazz shot 45% from the field tonight, 37.8% from three. They were led by Mike Conley, who had 25 points to go along with five assists and three rebounds. Jordan Clarkson had 17 coming off the bench. Donovan Mitchell had 11 tonight. Tough night for Donovan. Tough night for Bogdanovich, who had eight. Rudy had uh, nine points to go along with his seven rebounds. And for the Celtics, they were led by Marcus Smart, who had 29 points tonight. But maybe a uh, uh, big story, coach. They kept a lid on Jason Tatum, seven of 19 for eight points, three assists, and two steals. Certainly a different story than the other night here in Salt Lake City. Very much. The Jets did a good
0: job of. of- staying in front of him off the dribble, they were able to uh, be physical without fouling him, and by playing zone defense, he wasn't in a sh- attack mode, and then in transition, the Jazz got back in recovery and really did a good job of a slowing down. Kembe Walker off the injury had a good opening uh, stanza as far as they coming alive, and then as the game evolved right now, the Jazz were able to, again, ball contain. So much Jacob a slowing down Tatum, and Kembe Walker is they're not penetrating so easily. They're making the Jazz defensive players, we're making uh, those guys go to the second and third counter dribbles, and by that time, the Jazz help defense they'll really get a
1: position, either challenge or recover back out to the three-point line. Let's check out the points in the paint brought to you by Serta Pro Painters. Call called 1-800-GO-SERTA, or visit certapro.com That's Serta with a C. We do painting, you do live tonight. Uh, points in the paint, Coach. Tonight really wasn't about points in the paint. Jazz outscored 42-30. to 30. And 30 might be the lowest point in the paint number I've seen in a long time for the Jazz. I have to go back and look and see if that's a season low. But didn't feel like that was what tonight's game was all about.
0: No, the game was a three-point game, and also the game was a, a, a mid-range game. So whether it was Jordan Clarkson or Mike Conley, they were penetrating uh, Joe Ingles and pulling up. And if they penetrated, they would kick it out to the corner for the rhythm three. So points in the paint are deceiving, Where where it could be on a, on penetration, but the, the, help, the Celts' defense took the Jazz on in the lane, but they were absolutely slow to recover out to the three-point line or the middle game. And that's when, the whenever the ball enters the paint, only things happen up positively. And the Jazz made the Celts really absolutely be slow to recover out by their by the
1: superior spacing. Well, to your point, the Jazz may have only shot, thir- I say only, 37.8% is still a good number, but uh, they shot 45 threes tonight, Coach. That is a huge number for for even a team like the Rockets. I mean, getting up 45 threes is, is just tremendous if you're looking for attempts. And uh, Boston even got up 36 threes tonight. In fact, Jazz, 17 from 45 uh, from three tonight. We can call that your three-point takeover. Uh, sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union, uh, helping members achieve their financial dreams for more than 80 years. Uh, from three tonight, uh, Coach Mike Conley was 6 of 10. Wow, that's just tremendous. Joe Ingles was 3 of 6 as he is shooting the ball much better. Donovan Mitchell, 3 of 10 tonight. In fact, his only three made shots were threes. Royce O'Neal was 2 of 6. Bogdanovich, 1 of 5. Clarkson, 1 of 5. And George Niang, 1 of 3. A lot of that damage, as we said, Coach, 13 made threes coming in the first half.
0: Yes, in the second half, the Jazz went from went from taking um, taking a lot of threes but to more of a, of a middle game and a direct pass-off to Tony Bradley Uh, who's found the open seam on the baseline. The Jazz growth as a team, Jake, when's the last time we would have said this? If Boyan Vandanovich and Donovan Mitchell would shoot 5-for-24 from the floor on the road and the Jazz still win. Yeah, right. 5-for-24 as a duo. You wouldn't have thought. No way.
1: Hardly ever. Nope. All right, let's throw things back to Boston, to the podium, where Coach Quinn Snyder is addressing the media
3: into this one with a different attitude and a different mindset. What did you see from the start from your group?
4: Well, I think really Boston came out hot. Um, and it would have been easy to kind of look around and what's going on and we just dug in and we just kept doing the same things. We did them better and um, Tony and Rudy did a great job of being up and picking a roll and um, taking away some of those clean looks from three and making those guys attack um, and then obviously what are you know, the guys coming in the game you know Joe Early, JC, Tony, George, all those guys did a terrific job for us.
3: I know you spoke about Mike Conley before the game. Game, but also he was telling me that he's thinking less and reacting more. We seem to really see that in full effect tonight.
4: Well, that's why, you know, a lot of the questions before the game, I, I just don't think you overanalyze what, what he's doing. Um, as I've mentioned before, you know, it takes everybody some time to process change. And, um, you know, he did some of the things tonight that. Maybe, you know, the, the things I see too are maybe not as obvious, but I saw him just working his tail off to front of the post and getting a deflection. So I'm taking charges last game, so I'm getting on the floor of the game before that. So he's just competing. And when he does that, you know, the things that he does offensively, obviously, you know, you can see. When the game really seemed to kind of turn in this
3: last three and a half minutes of the first quarter where the second unit closed the period of 14-2 run. Uh, what did they What did they start doing differently in that time? Well,
4: I think they, you know, I think they, they started, you know, we were defending as a team when those guys came in, and they took it to another level. Um you know and I thought they shared the ball there was a few possessions where there were some switching situations one time Jordan hit, hit George in the corner and cut through and George drove it um, another time Joe passed the ball and swung it to the top and came and played pick and roll so they, they, it was a collective effort they were they were really playing for each other offensively and getting one another shots and you know, when you trust each other like that, you know, and that's a group, you know, they've got between Mike and, and Joe and Jordan and George, those guys, you know, they can, they can play. They know how to play. And then I thought Tony as well did a terrific job.
2: You mentioned Tony. What did you think of his defensive performance? Yeah.
4: Well, you know, he had the one post up where he actually did a pretty good job, and, and um, Ennis was able to back, and we probably should have come and helped him sooner, um, but he, he was where he executed, you know, he was where he needed to be in pick and roll, he moved his feet, um, challenged shots, which, you know, even if you don't block it at times, you can impact it, and, uh, you know, Tony's... Tony's working at that you know the situations we put him in are, are not always easy um, but he really embraced the game plan and you know it's as simple as execution not as easy as execution but as simple as execution obviously the uh the second half is not quite as offensively oriented right. uh, what, we what do you have to do when the game starts yeah. going that way well, I'd rather just talk about the fact that we defended. You know, I don't want to analyze everything. Um, if we just scored 65 points and given up 60, you know, we could talk about our defense not being good. So I'm just happy that we played defense. and um, We can make a few more shots. I thought we had some really good looks um, in the second half, but, you know, I, I really am more pleased with the fact that we didn't play great offense in the second half and were able to, you know, put that energy in the defense and win the game.
1: All right, that was Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder. The Jazz beat the Celtics tonight, 99-94. to 94. Want to remind you to go where love takes you in the all-new, completely redesigned 2020 Subaru Outback, available now at Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Coming up next, we'll get more sound from the locker room. We'll get coaches' thoughts on this one as well as the Jazz beat the Celtics, 99-94, to 94, here on the Jazz Radio Network. Game night post game show right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott, Coach Gordon Chiesa. It's brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation free Subaru retailer. And of course, the Jazz win 99.94 over the uh, Boston Celtics. And when the Jazz win, you win. The day after every Jazz win, home or away, Little Caesars is giving you free pizza. Order one custom-round multi-topping pizza through the Little Caesars app, and you'll receive a free large extra most bestest pepperoni pizza using promo code Jazz, all one word, valid at all participating Utah Little Caesars locations, mobile orders only. Coach, uh, why was the Jazz uh, bench unit, uh, along with Mike Conley, because they went uh, four deep and uh, in uh, onto the bench, and then Mike, for the most part, played with that group. But and plus minus isn't the the most accurate stat in the world. There's a lot of factors that go into it. But I think tonight it takes tells a story. Mike Conley was plus six, coach. But listen to the bench. George Niang, plus 23. Tony Bradley, plus 25. Jordan Clarkson, plus 26. Joe Ingles, plus 22. Whereas the rest of the starters outside of Mike, Bogdanovich, minus 20. Royce O'Neal, minus 17. Rudy Gobert, minus 20. Donovan Mitchell, minus 20. I mean, it was that five-man lineup that that won the game tonight, Coach. Very much. With that
0: said, that those unit only had three turnovers. That's the first thing. And the second thing is that they had um, 10 assists. So, they, so the way they played as a unit, they don't turn the ball over uh, collectively and they pass the ball. And that's sharing and caring. So they, they share the ball as a unit and they care to play help defense. And that's how they score. Is that They scored 39 points tonight versus the Celtics bench 13 points. So that's a 26 point differential on a 5 point uh, Jazz victory. Yeah. And that just shows you how it was. So they, they play as a collective group. They don't care who scores. Even though Jordan Clarkson is really uh, his first Mentalities to shoot, and they need that as one guy to help them as far as bell him out when 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 he need when a short clock he can score a basket.
1: But he also had his head up. He made a couple of nice passes today. We heard uh, or tonight we heard Quinn Snyder mention that uh, he had a nice pass out to George Niang in the corner, and then Joe Ingles in that unit, coach. And hey, I give him a lot of credit. He adjusted he's adjusted his role in the last week. He's playing with different guys out there. People were questioning whether or not he could be as effective, and he was terrific tonight, coach. I know three of seven three. of six from three nine points but six assists seven boards and three steals invaluable
0: very much steady so he's a steady influence so now the jazz they have joe steadiness and mike conley also so they have two guys on the floor that their mo is trying to value the ball and that's why the other guys are able to play in lockstep so it's really a perfect scenario Both shot makers, both ball movers, yet they can create off the dribble. And when they do create, Jake, they don't predetermine their decision making. That they just make plays. A lot of times what uh, what players do, they predetermine what they're going to do into a turnover versus... Let the game come to you, and that's Joe Ingles. At being at 6'8", he has an advantage of passing over over the shorter defense most times, especially when you switch on it.
1: Let's get uh, to the assist feature, Coach. Proudly sponsored by Larry H. Miller Dealerships throughout the Utah Jazz season. Larry H. Miller Dealerships is donating $50 for each assist to Larry H. Miller Charities. We are driven By you Tonight uh, on the assist front, Coach, 23 total assists uh, for the Jazz on 36 made field goals. They were led by uh, Joe Ingles, who had six assists coming in off the bench. Mike Conley with five. uh, And then a bunch of other players. Uh, Royce O'Neal had three. A bunch of guys with two. Uh, But considering that Joe Ingles and Mike Conley played together a lot tonight, seeing 11 assists between those guys is certainly a positive.
0: Very much. Add to that, every Jazz player, meaning nine guys, had an assist in the game. All nine, and it shows you that as a, again as a team, that the Jazz are willing to throw the extra delivery so they can get a a better look shot. Now that especially with the interior passing when Joe and. Mike Conley and Jordan Clarkson when they break the high painted area they're able to find under the basket it puts so much uh, stress on the big defensive player that Rudy and uh, Tony Bradley have that alley cut on the baseline and they find them for that that uh, either dunk dunk pa- uh, pass or lob pass or square the shows for a layup. So it's it's both interior and kickout passes equals the Jazz really a high assist
1: total. Alright let's throw it back to Boston where Tony Bradley is talking with the media.
3: editing the second unit rally there in the first quarter. What did you guys do differently to get that stretch? Uh,
2: I guess it started with plays defensively, got stops, ran and scored. And that's how we upped to score up. So, yeah.
3: What did you guys change defensively during that time? Huh? What did you guys change defensively during that time?
2: I don't think we changed anything. We just continued it. We came in and just got stops. Uh, defend the paint, got some block shots, got in the lane, got their hands on the ball, and from there on, uh, went on a little run.
3: For you, you had, what, three blocks tonight? I mean, what are you feeling how, about your game? How are you feeling? You seem to be really taking it to the next level.
2: Well, it feels good. <laughs> uh, some things just take time, but... Uh, I just I think today was a good start for just trying to get acclimated with blocks and stuff, so
0: well
3: speaking of taking time <laughs> yeah you were you're you a monster tonight, by the way, you gotta own that, <laughs> but speaking of taking time to have Mike Conley really find his role here, and it just was a matter of time. how big is that at this point during the season
2: uh he he- he was the monster tonight uh just confident, taking great shots in the rhythm early. Um, if we continue with that and just defense first, getting stops, going to be something special in the stretch and, uh, the upcoming. I mean the final stretch of our games for this season. Thank you.
1: All right, that was Tony Bradley, and uh, Tony was a big part of that bench unit. We haven't talked about him tonight, Coach. He had six points, four rebounds. He had an assist. He had three block shots. He played terrific defensively, and I don't think you can say enough about Tony Bradley for taking that backup big spot and making it his own, and it hasn't been perfect this season, Coach, by any means, but, boy, has he stepped into that role and really flourished.
0: Absolutely, he's averaging 4.3 rebounds in only 10.4 minutes. So he rebounds the ball, even though he's not really a great leaper. What he is is a possession, a positional rebounder, and he's able to carve out early space defensively. What he's improved on is his uh, footwork of being up in the coverage and then be able to retreat back and get himself back into the play either to his own man or if the shot was taken, uh, get back on the boards. And he's he's what we call a battler where he um, – he battles in the lane against either dribble penetration or against rim rollers after setting the screen. And he's developing. Let's not forget, Jake, he's only 22 years old. He's a young guy. And so have a, have a young big guy like that, you're developing. Best scenario, someday he's a starter for you. The, uh, the second best scenario, he's, a, he's your sixth man, first big in the game. And let's not forget, Jake, He's the, he was the 28th pick of the draft. So a Jazz who heading to a 50-plus win season with your backup center being picked number 28, it's absolutely one-sided from the Jazz point of view in a, in a positive way.
1: Get your truly free credit scores and free credit monitoring from Credit Karma. Download the Credit Karma app today. Credit Karma, here's to progress. The Jazz win tonight over the Celtics, their fourth win in a row, 99-94. to 94. Coming up around the corner, we'll get you more sound from the locker room. Want to remind you to go where love takes you in the all-new completely redesigned 2020 Subaru Outback available now Mark Miller Subaru the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz learn more at markmillersubaru.com more straight ahead right here on the Jazz Radio Network game night post game show here on the jazz radio network it's brought to you by mark miller subaru utah's only negotiation free subaru retailer jazz win tonight it was a big one 99 94 over the boston celtics we'll get you back down to the locker room get you some more post game sound coming up here momentarily but let's get to the key stat of the game tonight brought to you by planet fitness join the planet fitness nearest you for just one dollar down and ten dollars a month coming soon to west jordan visit planetfitness.com um, all right, Coach, hit us with the key stat of the game tonight. Eight steals.
0: The Jazz were uh, only averaging four steals a game, and tonight they doubled that on the road. But it's when they got them. That when they, the Celts fought back in the game, they are able to get their hands around the ball and have early eyes and active feet. And it all starts with positioning, and all the Jazz defenders were able to... Uh, to move, their, to move their bodies and get in position to steal a ball. So that was a huge stat for the Jazz where they doubled their uh, average for this season on the road against a good team, eight steals. J- Jake, yes, thievery is legal in America.
1: <laughs> now, this may be just a, a, a dumb observation, but it felt like their hands were more active. Specifically, Very much. Uh, specifically, Mike Conley, and he and Joe Ingles did most of the damage. They had three steals apiece. But it felt like Conley had his hand in passing lane and just getting a hand on it was leading to some steals and some easy buckets. Yeah, and a lot of times with the Celtics, they cooperated. They would
0: penetrate too deep and then try to pivot. And then, but when you when you pivot in a game uh, offensively, that gives the the, the, the the Jazz reactors a chance to adjust their bodies and try to sense where the next pass is going. And a lot of times, Jake also that even you might not steal a ball, but you you force the player to throw a a, a not a on time on target pass to be able to close out so it's really in lockstep either you're stealing the ball but also you're forcing them to throw doubt passes and that allows the defense to recover
1: Uh, let's throw things back to Boston where Jordan Clarkson is addressing the media
3: from the bench in the first quarter what did you guys see there what were you doing differently
1: Uh, we're just pushing the ball getting the paint um,
5: finding each other uh, just kept continuing to move the, team, the ball And we were making shots You know, George did a good job of bringing some energy there Joe, everybody, uh, Tony You know, finishing at the rim Blocking some shots defensively But so. um, well, everybody did a good, a good job Coming in there, just stepping up
3: Coach also mentioned the difference in the way you guys were attacking the switches. You and Joe, in particular, what were, was the change up there to prevent less like one-on-one matchups?
5: Uh, just keep continuing to move. Uh, you know, sometimes we were getting a little stagnant, where you know me and Joe kind of just pull a guy out and you know iso. Um, but we kept continuing to you know move, cut, pass, get to the rim, and uh, rim in the paint, kicking out, and just try to get open shots.
3: Do you see now, um, you know, this was a big measuring stick, this game in particular. What does it say about this team? And also the fact that you got a guy like Mike Conley really turning it on here down the stretch.
5: Yeah, that's good. Uh, you know, she might have a really good game. Uh, but for us, I think uh, I don't want. I don't personally want to put much emphasis on it. It's another win for us. You know, like I said, we're going day to day. Keep trying to progress and keep getting better.
1: That was Jordan Clarkson tonight, coach. He was great coming off the bench once again. Certainly getting used to that. 17 points for Jordan on 7 of 13 shooting. uh, Four rebounds, two assists, a steal. And, you know, even I I think where he's most valuable is, boy, when those possessions break down and somebody's just got to go out there and make a shot. He's so good at, at creating his own. And not that he doesn't take a bad shot here or there, and we saw that tonight. But for the most part, he's pretty reliable to go grab you a bucket.
0: Short clock critical that you have somebody on the floor that can create something out of nothing and that is what he does very well is he's a shot creator besides a shot maker Jake, he's crazy athletically also, is that you don't realize how good he is. He has a natural body lean. When he penetrates into the paint area and the defense challenge him, he has enough hops and a natural leaning action to shoot over or around. He makes a lot we call a lot of sliced layups where he slices at the help defensive player and leans his body away from it to finish the finish against length blockers because he moves his ball at the exact t- second where the the, the player jumps in one direction, he slides his ball over the other side. Very impressive.
1: I always thought, and, and tell me this because you coached him, I always thought that John Stockton was so amazing because he was always unselfish, unselfish, unselfish until there was five seconds on the shot clock and then that was John's time to go score finally.
0: Very much. well Well, well, well thought out is that what you want to do is that the, uh, like all point guards, including Mike Conley, where you're, you're thinking pass for the first 18 seconds of a shot clock, and the last six seconds. Now, now you switch from pass to now create, score. And that was John Stockton, where the better players invent shots up in the air. So John had that great twist layup where he'd penetrate against all these elite shot blockers, Batumbo, Alonzo Mourning, Patrick Ewing, those guys, and twist his body around it. That's Mike Conley. Now, Mike Conley adds to that is that Mike Conley is also a good three-point shooter. So the defense has a harder time trying to uh, stay in front of him because he can drive, shoot over the top. Last point of this, Jake, what Jordan Clarkson's talking about was him and Joe Angles, when they had to switch defense, they didn't with the ball instead of over dribbling and backup dribble they caught it and attacked right away and that simple thing of less
1: dribbles helped the shooters get more rhythm all right, Coach, let's uh, check out the Master of the Glass tonight, brought to you by Safe Light Auto Glass, the local vehicle glass expert. Proud to be the preferred Auto Glass partner of the Utah Jazz. Safe Light Auto Glass is also proud to present this year's Master of the Glass rebound program. At the end of the regular season, Safe Light will donate $5 for each rebound secured by this year's team rebound leader, with all proceeds benefiting the neighborhood house. Tonight was kind of a funny night on the boards, uh, Coach. The Master of the Glass goes to three different Jazz players. Rudy Gobert, Royce O'Neal, and Joe Ingles all had seven rebounds tonight. The Jazz were out-rebounded actually 45-40. to 40. But if you would have said uh, to me, Coach, that Rudy would only have seven rebounds, I would have thought the Jazz got crunched on the boards, and they certainly did not.
0: They held their own. Rebounding by committee, Jake. That's where everybody puts a body on uh, on someone, the opposing player, and that you grind it out and you're gritty as far as moving your feet and trying to elevate in traffic or on a long missed shot. Remember now, a lot of times, Jake with the three-point sh- uh, shot, where the Celtics struggled, uh, they missed 26 threes. They go 10 for 36. It's a lot of rebounds on a, on a long chase down. So besides rebounding in traffic, the better teams can chase the ball down and get the ball off the floor to start the uh, start the jazz transition game. So rebound by committee. That was the Jazz MO tonight was successful.
1: Let me ask you this, Coach, because Boston couldn't throw the ball in the ocean tonight. They <clears throat> shot 37.2%, especially in the fourth quarter where it looked like maybe they were gearing up for a little bit of a run. The Jazz uh, didn't make a ton of shots in the second half themselves, and they just could not make shots. How much of that do you think had to do with the Jazz tightening up on defense, and how much of it was just not Boston's night tonight?
0: Suggest on defense tightening up. They were they were really alert. They challenge they challenged the shooters, and they didn't get beat often on the first dribble in the scoring area. So the primary defensive player, Royce again now Royce O'Neal did a good job of slowing down Jason Tatum, and then Mike Conley did a good job of slowing down Kembe Walker. And then by playing zone defense as far as a changeup. It took the Celts out of rhythm. The Celtics really are a good executing team. One of the better teams in the NBA. And you get the feeling that when you shoot from the floor, Jake, only uh, only, uh, 37.2%. A lot of it's the defense, but also what defense the Jazz had. And that was the zone. That was the zone coverage, and also on pick and roll defense. The just in the second half. The big in the coverage was up, uh, up impacting the ball versus being versus being uh, playing center field. And that in the first beginning of the game, that gave Tatum and Kemba Walker a chance to what to get to the rim or mid range again.
1: And Boston was missing their guys. I mean, Jalen Brown's a really great player. We we are all familiar what Gordon Hayward can bring to the table, and those guys were missed by the Celtics tonight. But you know, you go into Boston. And and beat a Celtics team. That's a big time win no matter what. All right, we want to remind you to go where love takes you in the all-new, completely redesigned 2020 Subaru outback available now. Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Your final tonight, the Jazz beat the Celtics 99 to 94. Coming up right around the corner, we'll get coach's final thoughts on tonight's game and we'll get you ready for Utah State Tournament Basketball. How about that, Coach? It's all straight ahead, right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night post game show here on the Jazz Radio Network. 99 to 94 is your final. The Jazz take care of business tonight in Boston and they uh, take down the Mighty Celtics. A little. Uh little revenge game, Coach, after that game here in, in Salt Lake City. You could tell the Jazz. Well, let me put it this way. The effort and the focus, those things that Quinn Snyder likes to talk so much about, felt like they were there tonight. Even though some guys like Donovan Mitchell and Bogdanovich didn't have terrific games, it felt like they were dialed in tonight.
0: Yes, they were. And it all starts on defense. So the Jazz were gritty defensively throughout the game. They refused to... Let the Celtics get into a running game, especially at home, and then they battled on the boards. And when the Celtics, who are a good team who should go deep in the playoffs, came at the Jazz in the, in the end of the third quarter and the fourth quarter, the Jazz re- reinserted their bench, and the bench outplayed some of the starters on the Celtics and the second unit of the of the uh, of the uh, Celtic Green, and they were able to hold off. To hold off the uh, hold off the Celtics, but it all started by commitment on defense by everybody. So Jake, it, it, these are great. These are the ones you have to have where you don't shoot straight some of the time, but the rest of the guys make plays enough to win.
1: Uh, what do you think about this Celtics team in the Eastern Conference coach where would you put them I mean right now standings Milwaukee who we've got on in the background taking on the Lakers they're running away with it they're 53 and 9 they're 9 games ahead of the Toronto Raptors who are at 44 and 18 uh, the Celtics are 2 games behind that uh, the Heat are two and a half games behind that the Pacers 2 games behind that also the Cel- uh, the 76ers at 38 and 25 15 and a half games behind the Bucks. boy what a disappointment this! Sixers are. But where do you have the Boston Celtics? Uh, where do you put them as far as a threat to come out of the East? Well, the, the problem
0: they have right now is that they're gonna they, they'll get past the first round. They beat the Pacers last year 4-0 and got punched in the face by the Bucks four games to one. And it seems to be the exact same thing this year where if free play six would be the Celts again, Pacers rematch and then they're gonna have to, uh, try, to get pe- try to get to the second round and knock them out. Jake, speaking of the 76ers, this is hard to do, as far from a from a team standpoint. The 76ers are 28 and two at home. Jake, the best record in basketball at home, and the 10 and 23 on the road. Oof. So. What does that say about a team? Okay, that on the road, they're they're too young. With the, ball, with the ball, they're careless. They're reckless as far as uh, the shots they take. And generally speaking, it might be a lifestyle issue as far as with, a y- with young people. They really lack the discipline of, um, what's the word, getting good night's sleep. Yes, I know right now that Ben Simmons is out with that back issue. And I know that Joel Embiid is, uh, has a left shoulder sprain. I get that. But with that said, though,
1: there's still there's such a discrepancy of home and away. That tells you what, there's a level of immaturity. Right. It it does feel that way, and the Al Horford signing, which was supposed to bring them some maturity, that has not worked at all. He and Joel Embiid do not work on the floor at the same time. No, that's right, exactly. Al Horford is a is a center, even though he can shoot uh,
0: shoot some threes, but he's more comfortable playing uh, pl- uh, playing at center. But MB's the center, and now uh, Horford's out there on perimeter exclusively with the ball a lot of times and it's just not not getting the same as far as uh, catching in rhythm. So it's not working so far. They've got to figure it out because uh, they... um They're good at home, but we know in playoff basketball, you've got to win on the road, especially
1: in those unbelievable tough fourth quarter when you you need need people to both defend and score. All right, real quick before we get your final thoughts on this particular game, Coach, coming up after us, tipping off at 9.30 from Las Vegas, Utah State with just a thriller of a victory over New Mexico last night. They play again tonight against Wyoming, who somehow has upset Colorado State and Nevada. Uh, They only had two Conference wins all year, Coach. They have already gotten two wins down at the Mountain West Conference Tournament, taking on Utah State tonight. How do you think it goes? Oh, the Aggies will not go knock them out. Yeah. Right
0: now, the, the Cowboys at Wyoming, it's like Cinderella. I get it. You're Cinderella. It's your party. But the Aggies have a, a big a bigger picture, and they're, they're staring at San Diego State, hopefully in their world, in the finals. Uh, I read an article today, Jake, that they're saying that Utah State, on the could be one of those four teams as far as playing games, so hopefully the hopefully the hope it's not true where they do get to the minimum conference finals and hopefully they can upset them.
1: Yeah, I mean if they certainly if they win the conference they'll avoid that that playing. Oh, would, very much you would think so. Yes, certainly a lot on the line and Aggies caught a little bit of a break if they can concentrate they should be able to run away from uh, from the Pokes. And then maybe have a little rest tomorrow, taking on uh, the Aztecs. But anyway, uh, good for the Aggies. That's coming up right around the corner. Scotty G will have all the action for you. But uh, before we do that, Coach, let's get a uh, couple of final thoughts from this victory for the Utah Jazz.
0: Team effort, collectively, Gritty defense, timely plays, and the brilliance of Mike Conley and the very steadiness of Joe Ingles and the Jazz bench were absolutely sensational, Where one for all, all for one. They beat a good team in the Celtics, and now they continue playing tomorrow night.
1: Uh, the uh, Yes, tomorrow night against the Pistons. Uh, Mike Conley, 25 points tonight, 5 assists, 3 rebounds. He was absolutely terrific. Donovan Mitchell struggled a little bit tonight. He had 11 points. My, uh, excuse me, Jordan Clarkson had 17 points coming in off the bench. He was uh, 7 of 13 shooting. And uh, let's see here. Uh, Joe Ingles with a nice game tonight, coach. 9 points, 7 rebounds, 6 assists to go along with 3 steals. I should have mentioned the 3 steals from Mike Mike Conley as well. Rudy was quiet tonight, Coach. What did you think of Rudy? He had nine points, seven boards, couple of assists. He did have three block shots. What was going on with Rudy Gobert? Well, they tried to get the ball to him early as far as on
0: post catches, and Daniel Tice is the tough customer, Jake. And he bodied up on Rudy and got him off bounce, and then the Jazz stopped to go didn't go go to him right now. So he had a quiet night. It was more Daniel Tice type guys where they're physical, and Rudy.
1: Uh, there was an effort there, but it's really, really mixed results. Yeah, it was. I like Tice. By the way, he's a tough player. He's got a nice skill set. He he works for what this Boston team. Yeah, is Yeah, he's,
0: he's a perfect fit for them. He's a willing screener and a roller, and he's a he's a
1: good defensive player. All right, Coach. Before we get up out of here, give us a couple of thoughts on tomorrow night's opponent, uh, the Detroit Pistons. Well, the Pistons right now they're banged up. Uh, no Blake Griffin. Only, only
0: played eighteen games this year. No Derek Rose. He's out until March twenty fifth. No Luke, Luke Kennard, who's very talented. The Pistons right now they are the twenty. 20- eighth team defensively as far as field goal percentage defense. So the Jazz should be able to move the ball and score against them. The last thing is this. No letdown by the Jazz. The Pistons are a lesser team. Go for the juggler early. Execute and keep playing defense right
1: now. Big thanks to Locke and Boone doing a terrific job from Boston tonight. Thanks to our broadcast assistants. Thanks to Adrian Lizer, executive producer of Jazz Game Night. Thanks to the title sponsor of the postgame show. That would be Mark Miller Subaru. Go where love takes you in the the completely redesigned 2020 Subaru Outback. Available now, Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. And of course, Coach, thank you. Jake, my pleasure. Stay well. Uh, game coming up tomorrow night. The Jazz taking on the Pistons. That game tips off at 5 o'clock. Pre-game coverage begins at 4. And of course, as always, you can hear it all on the Zone Radio Network. Your final 99-94 to 94, right here on the Jazz Radio Network.